Hi everyone, you're welcome to the Total Woman Podcast today and I remain your loyal host, Han Mack. You're welcome to another edition of the Purpose series and we've been talking about different things that concern Purpose but today I think what has really touched me to discuss, what's really on my mind to discuss with you today would be deterrence of Purpose. By that, I mean things that deter you from achieving and becoming what you need to become in order to fulfill destiny, in order for you to really live a fulfilled life. As we interact with one another over time, we realize that there are lots of things that come up that you see potential. You see a man walking and he's a walking potential, but then you wonder why he never became what he needed to become. We see women potential that just kept just hiding behind marriage. We hide behind a uh, civil service work. If you are in Nigeria or any of the African countries, we hide behind civil work, uh, service work. We hide behind a lot of different things. And somehow over time we accept the narrative. It becomes part of who we are and we don't strive to be better. We don't see excellence as a goal. We don't want to do better to the point that you even slip into the mediocrity mindset of even being offended with people who are actually wanting to do better. So we have women having problem with each other because they can't stand the other one. She's too opinionated. She's highly worded you can't say anything she has already talked and just fooled everywhere she's forward she's loud she's all that all of which are excuses to being the fact that she knows what she wants and she's going after it we have men that you just can't stand each other these guys they are on that level you you're not yet there you're balling but you're coming slowly you already set levels for ourselves because we don't want to be better we don't want to be higher i think i, I read somewhere online that it said um most of the times, if you're the most intelligent person in a circle of friends, then you should check that yourself because there's a tendency that you've already fallen into mediocrity because you should have people that you also look up to to want to be like them. And it's safer for you to actually be the least or maybe let's say below. But when you're the only person who is everybody else looks up to is intelligent you speak better english you have a better command of language you carry yourself you're confident and all that and everybody gathers to hear from you there's a tendency that you fall into that same mediocrity mindset that at the end of the day pride sets in ego sets in for men that you feel nobody can tell you anything and the moment you slip into that nobody can tell you anything you know you're supposed to be dead right because growth should be something that everybody should envision in itself that i should steadily grow every day i should want to be better version and the only person i should be competing with is my version of yesterday but looking holistically in that, I realized that when you look at Africa in general, when and then streaming it down to Nigeria, I am and I'm speaking from, we realize that it's not a very acceptable concept that a woman should strive to be better version of herself. Men tell you that it's okay. It's like, in fact, African people want to be applauded that women are allowed to go to school. You have a conversation with a man and say, I allow my wife to do everything she wants to do. Should she have been allowed or she should just do? She's every bit a human being as you are. She's every bit intelligent as you are. She's pretty much functional 
living human being and yet somehow we reduce them to properties men who say have they have open minds and are willing to accommodate they're saying it magnanimously as if they did something they allowed her to do to work they don't even ask her for her money no you shouldn't have to ask if she wants to give you she gives it to you but that's a story for by uh, another time let me not even get into that but coming back to what we're saying now it's that somehow there are concepts that are still very strange to african man who believes that yes i am exposed yes i am intel intelligent yes i am educated but somehow culture is so ingrained in our patterns and ways of life that does not and the culture of oppression we oppress one another we oppress siblings we oppress you know there's this oppressive aura that goes on parents do not want to get to understand what is on the mind of their children it's the only way to get them under their control is a form of oppression and abuse a husband doesn't want to hear what his wife has to say doesn't want to hear what she really has to what she's thinking where her head is at where her emotions are so we resolve to the biblical way of a manner of interpretation of scripture so that we can oppress her and she remains under you and we use the word submit siblings i am the older one i am the last one we have different ways of abuse and oppression that goes in different ways that somehow in reality we're not hearing each other in reality we're not having tangible conversations in reality we are not outgrowing childhood thoughts and patterns the same approach i approached christianity as is on the school student when i was in level five level four level three what i was taught scripture is the same approach i'm still using to scripture at this age so i really have not grown beyond that it is what i was taught in sunday school and give it let me give you an example i was talking to a child who felt that uh her ties or lack of her ties were sin were sin before god so was insisting that his sister should wear her tie before she go to church and i had to bring the bible and told him if what you believe is really bible this is where it's found in the bible and this is what is obtainable so now let's read when he read he said what this word and this word and this word i said okay now since we are educated people let's use the dictionary to now confirm what these words mean in english because the bible was written in english so by your understanding of this particular word and that particular word do you now understand this scripture as this or that and he was like okay he didn't think of it like that and i said good so sometimes we should outgrow being spoon-fed to actually trying to read about things and get to know it i stumbled upon a particular was it a joke i said if you want to hide anything from an african man you put it in a book and he stops reading. He just doesn't know. It eludes him because it's in a book. We would rather not read. We would rather be told. And then we have high opinions of what we are told. Seth, you don't want to read to find out for yourselves. And when you're told, you want to be lord and boss over it and even commandeer how the knowledge is coming through, through to you. So the question is then, why are we celebrating education in Africa? If I cannot read about parenting, if I cannot read about marriage, if I cannot read about mental health, if I cannot read about anything, I should be able to tangibly pick a book about this issue and read through it and actually try to better myself because I want to be a better version of myself. Now, purpose is that's what purpose do, does to you. Keeps you on your toes and helps you to be a better version of yourself because you realize that you're living for a higher call, a higher calling that necessitates you to be a better version of yourself daily to be able to function in that call brings you into a life of fulfillment that i have pure joy 
It has nothing to do with money. It doesn't have anything to do with who is hearing or who is not hearing. It is that I am not chasing a mirage. I actually understand. And I'm reaching out to that one person. I'm reaching I'm being impactful. I'm living the best life. I'm living my best life daily, regardless of the outcome. And most of the times we reduce every outcome. Every successful person should be very rich, right? Unfortunately, success needs to be redefined. Because I've met some very rich miserable people so going back to deterrence things that never help you never help yeah they don't encourage purpose deterrence and today i would like to talk about i think i've been overflogging it but i think i think still think i want to talk about religion as a deterrent mainly because we go to different churches I'm, I can only speak of a church, actually, because I'm a Christian. So we go to different churches, and we have the Orthodox churches, we have the Pentecostals, we have the indigenous, the Aladuras. We have the different types of churches that are obtainable, and I'm only using Nigeria as a case study right now. But everywhere you go, you discover that there are different denominations, and in all those denominations, they believe in different things. And in this case, we call them doctrines, right? Their, in, their doctrines inform their rules, their do's and their don'ts in whatever uh, congregation you find yourself in. So we have doctrines that are passed down from generation to generation. And the question is that the more exposed we are, the more educated, the more education becomes prevalent on this side of the continent. Yet we accept things from the understanding, the mediocrity that was obtainable at that point. Those people who necessarily did not even understand English, our forefathers who did not know English, who were only taught for God to love the world, that he gave his only begotten son, and they were just to accept Christ and do anything. So if there's anything you want to do outside of that, they had nothing to offer. They passed to the next generation and they added just but a little one thing. For God did not come to this world to die for us. Since, uh, that's John 3, 17. I'm not sure I want to quote it, unless I quote it wrongly. Uh, John 3.17 then the next generation added John 3.18 then the next generation added John 3.19 so it's like we're not really exploring what is obtainable even in religion so I came across a particular movie I don't remember the name but it talked about this Chinese it was this Chinese um, guru who was talking about life and the exploring of life and the definition of life and was talking about the, the journey to true happiness and how he came to serenity and the man wakes up and reads and is staying by the beach and meditates from morning till night, trying to think. He's left with his thoughts, thinking until he can push the limits of his mind to accommodate. And over time, he was living in a very shabby environment. But over time, it became more beautiful because people now started coming as a tourist attraction to come and talk to him to hear because he had sound wisdom. What was he doing? Staying with himself and pushing limits, pushing boundaries. From that hut, he had a, and they came and redesigned the house, aerated where he can accommodate visitors and people now come to come and do the same thing. He now teaches people the same thing. They come to do the same thing and it was based on a real life story. The movie was based on a real life story. They come to do what? Just come in tune with their inner self. Find peace, find serenity to be able to function. So then I also stumbled upon the fact that they said, at that point, in, in okay, the story was about a particular company that was about to go bankrupt and the CEO himself was out of himself. He was mental health and having a lot of things. So he had to now get in contact with and they went with his uh, the board 
together because we were young people and they went there to go and find themselves again. To redefine themselves and redefine where they are at so that they can go and function. And they came back and everybody had a fresh perspective. They started having fresh ideas. Not because anybody else told them, but because it was obtainable in them. But a lot of things had choked the life out of them that they could not function. Things passed down to... So it's like there's society. We have doctrines of religion. We have society has, has, has its own doctrines. Based, you're a woman, this is what is obtainable. You're a man, this is what is obtainable. At this age, you should start uh, getting married. At this age, you should be having children. At this age, a man, as a man, at your level, you should be this at your level. Who says whose level is... And, you know, I was going through online that day. I saw the fact that Obama became president at 49, right? At 49. Trump, 70. All of them presidents. And everybody has his, had his turn. And everybody, well, did, depends on your bias or your belief system. Everybody did well to the best of his capability and what he had inside. But my point is that we the labels obtainable outside has stereotyped us to the point that we're not even thinking we're not reading we're not thinking we're boxed in so there's this mold that everybody has to fit boxes you have to check so the average woman who wants to find purpose the average man who is trying to find himself in all these labels that are obtainable in this society now that we find ourselves has to struggle between all these mind it's like you're walking through a minefield the misstep every misstep it will blow we had a conversation with my mom not too long ago and it was con it was mirrored round about i said uh, generally our mothers african mothers i don't know what we're thinking because a girl is in secondary school you tell her not to have a boyfriend She's in university. We say, please don't have a boyfriend. Try not to have a boyfriend. Please, we don't want. I know that they're telling you to own your body, own your sexuality, live in your truth. Or do it. Mm -mm. It's just don't get pregnant. Don't embarrass us. So when you're finished, the moment you're finishing school, they ask you, who has come? How was I supposed? If I was to follow your standard, how was I supposed to meet the man? Was it supposed to be a spiritual encounter? the pressure becomes who is coming who is coming and then the next thing you're gathered from one uh, prayer house to another prayer house to another prayer house husband is not coming oh husband she has finished uh, university oh she's going for service by the time i went to service I, I remember one of the ladies who came from lagos told us that hmm this is her last chance i said last chance for what said this is the last chance for her to find husband because they said after service if you're not found man, there's the tendency that you come and be very old at home you not find husband I was wondering. And at that time, I was having a relationship that I wanted to break during service to start afresh. I wanted breeze. And this person was saying her last chance. And that's what she felt. No matter what I tried to say at that time, it didn't make any difference to her because as far as she was concerned, that was what her mother told her. So she had taken it hook, line, and sinker. That's what she wants to do. You should go around having different mindsets, opinions that have been drummed down your throat and you've swallowed them and the most annoying part is that we we accept i think for this generation what is painful is that we actually accept i can choose to take my time and say i want to be left alone i just want to discover and just go minimalist i met somebody who said he's a minimalist who wants to just go by just get by until he's about 35 he wants to there's some things on his mind he wants for he was 28 then and said he wanted to 
get to 35 before you start thinking of what he wants. He wants to develop himself. He wants to develop. And what was he doing? He was reading any course he found that he was interested in. He was pursuing it. He was, he was not really concerned about money and all that. How do you explain that to your parents who feel that they have gathered all their money and sent you to school and they're waiting for, you to, for them to retire so that you start supporting them? Or the, the mother who has five, seven children and you are the first person and they spent all that you hopefully, when you come and get a job, you start raising the other ones behind you. And the question is that you came and you decided you found a different path. How do you explain that? Or the man who said that, I'm sorry, these things people are talking about is very beautiful, it's very nice, but I can't follow suit because I'm the Okbara in my family. That's Igbo for firstborn. There's things that other people can do, but as the Okbara, I cannot do that. Pressure on men. Pressure on women. So how then? And it's worst. Actually, it's, it's, it's far worse for the woman. At your age, I had finished giving birth. I don't know what you're waiting for. I, when, I, when I was 22, I had given birth to four. So what? how does that affect me at 33? Still figuring out whether I want to marry or not. And the concept of obedience and the concept of uh, this, um, how do I, yes, obedience, you know, in between the fact that you're supposed to be very obedient to your parents and then you're supposed to also obey them because the Bible says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, honor them that you may live long. There's this flawed concept of obedience that I've come across that it's like you sacrifice yourself every time for your parents. You sacrifice a little bit of yourself for your parents. You sacrifice a little bit of your parents. I'm not saying we should not be considerate. I'm not saying we should not have an open mind. I'm not saying we should not be open-minded to, to be helpful, to be resourceful, and to do things. No, but I'm saying when you sacrifice a part of your identity, when you sacrifice a part of your personality to make them feel comfortable, I have a problem with that. Because I believe that if, if God created you or whoever I think created you differently, whatever makes you you is what makes you unique. Individuality, there should be, individuality should be celebrated. It should not be what breaks us apart, but it should be celebrated that everybody gets to celebrate himself or what, who he is. And there should be acceptance of individuality. So it is then chalked off as bad character. No, she's just too loud. She's not wrong. Try to be calm. I'm not that way. I was not made that way. Sometimes when people start talking too much about a, a, a person's personality, I have a problem. Sometimes I, I want to tell them, try reading this book, Tim Lai's book, Why You Act the Way You Do and Then the Spirit-Controlled Temperament. Try reading sometime. Maybe a little exposure will make you not put others down in a hurry because you believe you're a particular kind of person and hence everybody should operate in that kind of order. You can, you're not the standard. You cannot be the yardstick. Then we have lack of home training. Basic development of character. Things that should make you a better version of yourself. We have people that are mannerless. Who no matter how much stock is in them, I still will not listen to them because they just don't have manners to be able to comport themselves, to be able to do things that will appeal to you. They're just generally rude basic decency of life basic respect so you have this call and you feel that you're supposed to go out and feed the nations i met a particular i will never forget she 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 did a number on me that was like i was that was like 10 years ago she was um she was working and you know she wakes up in the morning she does not make her bed in, we happen to be in the same space at that time. She doesn't even make her bed. She just goes out, doesn't look for water, goes out and carries the water you did and takes her bath. 
and goes to work. After just being disrespectful and not being helpful and taking people for granted, she still goes, has the guts to see, ask you for a shoe or a bag or something to use so that she goes to work and tell you that her own, they've been seeing her too much with it, so she wants you to give her. And when you give it to come, she comes back and enters that blanket of hers on that unmade bed and lies down and is either reading her Bible or reading a book or online or doing something, but just not being helpful and is waiting for food to be cooked for her to eat. So one of those days I engaged, I said, what exactly should you do? He said, well, I said, you're always reading. What exactly? He said, ah, God has already spoken to her. I said, spoken to you about what? He said, ah, she's going, God has told her, she's going to be the voice of the voiceless. She's going to feed nations. She's going to do this. She's going, the people have to like you. The people have to be able to tolerate you first. Me and you are in the same room. I, I barely can cope. How are you going to meet those people again? How are you going to be their voice? Because if I can't stand you and I'm supposed to be with you, then the people that you're going to meet to help them, because it's not like you have the money. Being a voice of the voice has been feeding nations and doing lots of things that you felt you have been spoken on already by the prophet or by your man of God, which takes me back to religion again, by the man of God and all that. Basic character is lacking. You are rude. You cannot live with people. There is no content. You just, you're just. There's no contentment. You're still borrowing to look good so that you can command respect. You're still a lot of things that were just not in order. And I'm being very polite. So then this kind of lady, and then tomorrow is unmarried, and then you say why is she not married, and they say it's foundation. You're no, no. You have bad character. No man can stand you. You're lazy. No man can stand you. You're lazy, hence the women are running. So as for the man, it is not because you have not been able to amount to much. It is not because you are not yet gotten a job, that's why she's running. No, it is that she sees potential, but the potential is not putting itself to work. So she can't marry, I want to. She can't commit to, I want to. I am planning to. Plants don't feed people. Plants don't take care of my needs. Plants don't make my hair. Plants don't wear, give me clothes to wear. I am planning to. So we cannot marry I'm planning to. The brothers, the all guys, the reason why the girls are running is not because they cannot see the potential. They see the potential, but you're not doing nothing about it. You're still sitting. What do you have to prove for that as proof of that potential? Lady, what do you have as proof of that potential? Because if you have it all together, every man should want to have this woman. If you have it all together, every girl should want to be married and associated with this guy. So it's not because people are running away. I remember something, sometime in my life that a man met me and said he wanted to marry me. And I said, why do you want to marry me? Consider the fact that he just met me. You can't just walk up to me and tell me you want to marry me. He said, because he's, he, he has potential. I said, so you are, what business do I have to do with potential? He said, my parents were comfortable and my dad was into politics then. And he said, he sees that he thinks he has a political potential and he sees that my father can be his benefactor and can sponsor him so for all that he is doing now he's in, but he promised me he has potential i said so okay since it's now becoming a transaction and it's becoming a contract what then do you bring he said he promised he will love me all his life i said no i'm not that desperate yet i'm very young and i'm not that desperate to want to just settle for anything and i asked him i said i think you're more in love with my father and his resources than you are with me maybe you should find him and have a proper conversation and see whether he'll be willing to bankroll your political career rather than coming through me to want to marry me. I don't think you should want to use a human being like that. He was very offended and said, I'm rude. But I felt that was a very proper thing to say to anybody. You don't use me. And even if you want to use me, what do you bring to the table, love? 
That's not enough. So potential and love is not enough. There are some things that have to be added to the mix to make it worth fighting for. I see potential in this man. I see potential in this lady. And I see her being intentional about becoming what she thinks she is. I can't help but commend her for who she's becoming. Regardless, because I know what she's up against. Now that is a good recommendation. And whether we like it or not, on this side of Africa, we are up against a lot. It takes a lot of courage to pursue regardless of what is facing you right in the face, to pursue purpose, to be intentional about you, to want to invest in you, to believe that you are a worthy brand and want to intentionally invest in you as a brand and make it work and be an inspiration to others. And that's the whole idea of purpose. Be an inspiration to others upholding one another that when somebody now hears me and says oh and i've been thinking of this what I, I i thought i'll be a very good anchor i thought of this so if hannah can do it and can actually have these conversations that she's not afraid to own up to all of this and call them what they are then it means i can do it and everybody begins to contribute his own quarter guess what we will not be where we are again we now cannot just say god called us but guess what we are now definite contributors to society we begin to influence even society. That's why I had a problem with sitting duck and praying and trusting that what you're waiting for, what you're hoping for, what you want to come into will come and drop on an angel's wings. Get up and work. And if you're very religious and you're listening to me, let me also admonish you with the story of Moses. The question God asked him, he said, what do you have in your hands? So if God was to come, let's assume that you believe in God. If God was to come right now and ask you, what do you have in your hands? What would be your response? So in this discussion of deterrence of purpose, I discover that over time, and when you start pursuing this purpose, I discover that over time you begin to realize issues about yourself that you need to deal with. You begin to see roadblocks that are actually a function of your personality that are also obstructing you from achieving. And I hope that you're intentional to work on them because I, and Mark, the host, is intentional about working on mine. I hope to God that you're intentional about working about you, on yours. But if you have found that as a blockade and have been unable to move past it, I want us to reach out to us and let's talk some more. You remember, we're still on social media platforms, right? So you can hook us up on our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Total Woman Podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope we'll do this again some other time. Bye.